This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 56 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. We would like to thank our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products. They offer supplements designed to give you the most value for your dollars. Visit them at kppusa.com. Features our young rider segment with Jill Kemenosh from Haddonfeld, New Jersey. I went on a beach ride with my whole family, and apparently, I turned to my mom at the end of it and I said, "Oh, I, you know, I think this is something I should do every day for the rest of my life." This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm Mary Lordson in Harvard, Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Mary. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Chris. Great, Great to, to be have here. You. Great to have you here. Um, you know, I just love to have this young rider segment, your input as a young rider. And, you know, you're bringing some really great people to the show. I really appreciate it. And, you know, and that's that's because of the circles you move in and you connect with all these young people out there, you know? Yeah, I have to say I'm very lucky to know so many great young riders. And, you know, it's also very easy, you know, with Facebook and everything that you can just connect with people that you may, you know, might be on the other side of the country, a fellow young rider, and I can invite them on the show. So it makes life very easy. It does, doesn't it? You know, and I've been finding people that way, too. When I get a name of someone and I just go, if I can't find them on Google because they don't have their <laughs> website, yeah, uh, I just go onto Facebook. Yeah, it really is a great way to connect. And you yeah. You found a really great young rider this week. Yeah, this week we have uh, Jillian Kemenosh, and this was actually the first time that I've spoken with her, and it was an absolute joy to have her on. Well, terrific. Well, we'll look forward to that conversation um, a little bit later on in the show here. So what have you been doing since we last spoke, uh, Mary? Where have you um, been? Since we last spoke, that was about, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I have had another competition this past weekend, which went incredibly well. I was so happy. Um, it was at the. It was another young rider qualifier at the Mystic Valley Hunt Club dressage, dressage show, and um, the first day I came out with over seventy percent on my horse uh, Rosignol, and that was just an absolute blast. Um, you know, the test the te- test definitely felt good, and it was clean and accurate. But I was not expecting such a wonderful score, so that really made my weekend. And um, we went on to ride. Um, both the individual test and my freestyle the following day, and they they weren't quite as good as the first day. I think he, you know, was a little tired. So, you know, it wasn't the the other two tests weren't um, weren't up to par with the first day. But I was still very happy um, on the performance. So um, I've been doing that, and now I have officially made it onto the Region Eight North American Young Rider Team, which is super exciting. Yay. It's something. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thanks. It's something that I've really been working towards for years and years. So it, it's definitely, it hasn't hit me yet. I don't think it will until we're packing the trailer for Kentucky. Um, but other than that, I've just been teaching, training, and um, enjoying life. 
Well, good for you. Well done, Mary. I know it's something that you you wanted to achieve, and uh, so you've got your your ticket, and you'll be heading south to uh, Lexington, where we're going to catch up with you. I get to meet you, and uh, I, I meant to say, I, uh, before we came on the show here, when you get to uh, Kentucky, uh, are you up for some more dressage radio work <laughs> when you get here? I definitely am, no doubt. <laughs> All right, terrific. Well, I do want to remind everybody. Um, if they didn't uh, tune in last week to the Para Webathon, that we actually raised over $10,000, Mary, for the Para Equestrian athletes who are making their way to the World Equestrian Games. So we're just delighted here at the Horse Radio Network that we were a part of that. The evening went absolutely wonderful, considering it was a live event and we hadn't done it before, and Altec supplied uh, all the technical support, the studio, the production facilities. So we want to thank everybody who was involved there. We had some great athletes came into town to be live on the show, Mary. It was it was a terrific evening. Yeah, and I, I tuned in as well, and I watched the majority of it from my computer. And um, I have to say that it, it seemed to go very smoothly. And um, I congratulate you all on raising such a, a tremendous amount of money. It's really, really wonderful. Yeah, they need every penny of it. And uh, we want to thank everybody who called in and supported us. And, of course, all the power equestrian athletes that either came into town or, or supported us and we uh, also had a number on the on the phone that called in live and a lot of live guests so uh, it really was a, a fun-filled evening and, and we also had some help had a great volunteer in one of our uh, previous co-hosts here on the dressage radio show reese coughler stanfield she joined us to oh, sure. uh, she, she was she was great because she lives here of course in lexington uh-huh and she came along to to help um in uh getting our guests lined up and uh you know she, she's always game for anything reese so uh if yeah. you're listening reese thanks again for jumping in uh, and being such a great sport so we had a terrific team and you know maybe something we'll have to do again now we have a little bit of idea what we're doing now and uh, and that we can raise that much money for a great cause you know yeah so very very exciting well thanks again and if and i want to remind you that if you didn't get the chance to donate that uh, evening last week, um, you can still go to the U.S. Para Equestrian Association's website, which is USPEA.org. They will take your donations anytime, and every penny is appreciated as they make their journey to the World Equestrian Games. So good luck to, to Missy Ransenhausen, who, of course, is the coach and her team, and everybody involved with that. Um, we'll be following them with interest as we get to WEG later on this year. And, you know, that's creeping up very fast on us, the World Equestrian Games. We're, what, 100 days out, I think? We're, we're not far away now, Mary. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. I can't wait. I'm hoping to come down and watch for myself. Good. Well, be careful, you know. If I find you, I might put you to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to stay clear. <laughs> not true. I will be there, and I, I'm very happy and ready to help. All right, Mary. Well, you know, we've got a great show, as I said, from... Uh, um, the conversation that we're going to have with uh, with Jill uh, a little bit later on. But we also have a few items of news this week. We want to start off with uh, congratulating Isabel Werth, who went to Caen in the south of France on the French Riviera. And what better place to go to win a World Dressers Masters competition? She won there with Varum Nicht with 77.95. And uh, I believe she made some comment about Mary that the, she really could make that her uh, her vacation going down to con it's gonna yeah. be a, what a place to go for a competition oh yeah seriously that definitely does not compare to some of the small shows that we have over there i, I can't even imagine a wonderful environment you know and uh, 
about down there on the on, on the French Riviera. And you, you you have to wonder when you're going down there if you kind of wouldn't be a little bit laissez-faire about it, thinking, well, <laughs> you know, I know I've got to do some dressage down here, but there's an awful lot of other <laughs> things I could do too. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Isabel again. Uh, she's well on the road uh, now, and I know uh, planning to uh, qualify for the World Equestrian Games, and we will be following that with interest, of course. But we do have some bad news from another World Equestrian Games uh, um, candidate, someone who really was uh, making his way to the selection trials, hoping to qualify to uh, compete in the World Equestrian Games. Gunter Seidel, I'm very sad to report that she, he suffered a really bad injury while he was riding at Klaus Balkenholz last week. Um, he arrived in Germany to compete on uh, U2. He had some competitions lined up, but apparently... U2 was just a little bit too full of himself one day, and uh, the first day that uh, Gunther got on him, and uh, he bucked him off, basically, and uh, fractured Gunther's pelvis and punctured a lung. Apparently, he under underwent surgery at the nearby Munster University Hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. Uh, but the uh, nine-year-old Dutch warm-blood gelding of, uh, that belongs to Dick and Jane Browns is now kind of... Uh, sitting in the wings really waiting for his rider apparently Gunter will be back um, in, 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 in the saddle over time but it's, it's a, an injury that takes a long time to recover from Mary you know a, a broken pelvis oh yeah it's just such sad news it, it really is and because Gunter of course is such an experienced uh, member of our, of our uh, squad over here and yeah. we, we only hoped that he would have made it all the way brings such such valuable experience but uh, we wish him the very best recovery and we will follow that story and when he gets back to california and see if he feels like coming on the show and telling us um, you know how he feels and because he'd probably be twiddling his thumbs a little bit frustrated <laughs> once uh, once oh, he does yeah. have some mobility because i think uh, he, he's going to have to be patient and yes. and sit this one out but we're pleased to say that he was wearing a helmet uh, and uh, and that those he had those injuries, but uh, he will be making a full recovery. And we have some other sad news from from Europe. Brentano II, uh, the legendary Hanoverian breeding stallion, he passed away on June the 9th following a severe colic attack. Of course, he was a foundation sire for the Hanoverian breed, and sire of Debbie McDonald's uh, famous partner Brentina. So we've lost a few very top stallions in the last few months and over the winter, Mary. It's, it's yeah. funny how that happens, isn't it? You know, just it really is. It's just constant. You see these the news flashes on Euro dressage about horse after horse, and it's it's just such such sad news to read. It is, but you know what? We've got some very good news, some very warm and encouraging news on uh, Courtney but King Die and her progress, Mary. Apparently, she's doing really well. Um, she's obviously doing very intensive therapy there at uh, at the rehabilitation center there in New Jersey, and uh, she well is expected to be there through July. They're hoping that she'll be able to be released in July. But mm. um, she has actually written updates now for her own website in her own words, and I encourage you to go over there and check those out at CourtneyKingDressage.com. We'll put a link on our website too for you to find that easily. So uh, the best of luck to, to Courtney. I mean, she's working so hard, you know, Mary, to get uh, back on the road. Literally, she's able to walk. She, I think there's still some impairment on the right side. She's not, I mean, but it's made tremendous progress. It's not back to where she wants it to be yet, but tremendous progress and tremendous progress in her speech. And um, 
and, and I know she had a few friends visiting her the other day. I believe Debbie McDonald paid a visit when she was up in Gladstone. Mm -hmm. So um, we want to wish her all the very best in continuing Courtney on that uh, road to recovery. It's very encouraging news. Well, we're going to take a short break here, Mary, before we uh, get to our guest this week. And uh, let's hear from Kentucky Performance Products uh, before we uh, hear your guest, Jill Kamenosh. Choosing a supplement can be confusing. How do you know which ones are right for your horse? Kentucky Performance Products will simplify your search for effective, research-proven supplements that meet the challenges of today's horses. And this week's highlight product is Contribute Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement. The properties of omega-3 fatty acids benefit every system in your horse's body. Contribute improves breeding efficiency in mares and stallions. Maintains soundness and protects joints from damaging inflammation. Sustains a strong immune response in horses of all ages and decreases the levels of inflammation in your horse's body by sustaining adequate omega-3 fatty acid levels. Learn more about Contribute Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement and all the other products at kppusa.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, our thanks again to Karen Isberg and uh, her team over there at Kentucky Performance Products and for supporting the Dressage Radio Show. Well, our guest this week is a young rider, Jill Kemenosh, who you found not someone that you knew personally, I believe, Mary, but you knew of her successes so far. She's really making a name for herself. Yeah, she really is. And I actually found Jill um, when I was looking at the USEF um, current national standings for young riders and I saw her name at the top of the list and figured it'd be great to hear her story especially given that I've never spoken with this rider before so it was really super to have her on and to connect with her great well I believe she she her GMO um, uh, is um, the Eastern States Dressage and Combined Training Association up there in uh, New Jersey is where she hails from right that's right. And it's a wonderful GMO. Um, actually, they they were uh, a big part of the Allentown CDI that was held over in Allentown, New Jersey, just a couple weeks ago. And the, the people from that GMO were really super and just did such a great job working on the showgrounds. We should remind everybody that the GMO is the group membership organization of the U.S. Dressage Federation. And you can join your local GMO. There are, they're all over the country, all over the regions. And, and you're, I think, with the uh, NEDA, NEDA, aren't you? That's right. Yeah. Yes, I am. Terrific. Well, we're going to catch up with Jill now. Uh, I know she's uh, she's well on her way to a very successful career here, The way she, uh, from, from what I hear uh, about her progress so far. And she's got the backing of her of her family, which is also, you know, so key to success, isn't it? The support team. She's got her, her mother, Barb, and uh, and her father, Mark, and uh, and her brother, Mac. They all contribute, I think, to her efforts in, in dressage. And, you know, that's just so key to the success, isn't it? It certainly is. You really need that backing to be successful, or at least to make, you know, make it uh, a bit easier, the journey, um, especially at the um, high level of dressage. To have your family behind you is just really key. All right. Well, let, uh, why don't you bring her on the show then, Mary? All right. I would like to welcome Jillian Kemenosh to the Dressage Radio Show today. Jillian is from Haddonfield, New Jersey. She's a 19-year-old FEI young rider, and we're very pleased to have her on the show today. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here with you guys. 
Yeah, and we're very happy to hear you and have you here with us. And um, I, um, I actually thought of inviting you on the show when I saw how well you've been doing in the FEI Young Rider classes. I saw your name at the top of the um, national ranking list, and that must be an incredibly exciting position to be in. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, I was super excited. It was almost surreal. Um, I had gone into my last qualifier knowing that I had a pretty low score from Devin that I could drop. And it was funny, my mom and I were playing around with the scores to see what it would take to get onto the top of the ranking list. And it happened somehow that we messed up our math. So originally, I didn't, I think, I thought I ended up in second. So when I came out on first, when we looked at the ranking list, I was pretty excited. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, that's definitely exciting. Now, uh -huh. can, I, can I ask you what your first encounter was with horses? How how long ago was it that you began working with horses? Um, well, actually, I think I was five years old, and we have a house in the Dominican Republic, so they have all the beach rides and normal touristy things that you can do there. So I went on a beach ride um, with my whole family, and just apparently I turned to my mom at the end of it, and I said, oh, I, you know, I think this is something I should do every day for the rest of my life. Wow. Kind of funny that, yeah, kind of funny that it happened. So my mom signed me up for riding lessons when we got home, and I've just stuck with it. So Yeah, so you knew it right at five years old, such a young age. <laughs> I guess so, apparently. Um, it's kind of a weird way to start, but yeah, that's how um, I got into it, I guess you could say. And did you start right with dressage? Um, well, you know, since I was so little, I just went and I did the normal little pony lessons and hunter stuff. And for a while, I was actually leasing a mare, um, and I had planned to do eventing. But I'd gotten thrown off a couple of times, and since I was so young, it kind of scared me away from that. So uh, we started looking for a new pony, and I decided to do dressage with him. It was just in my comfort zone, and I just got hooked on it from there. And did you start competing right away, or when did you first enter the show ring? Um, I think that my first show was My Little Pony. I was eight. Oh, Wow. Yeah, that's a young uh -huh. age. <laughs> yeah, it's very young. And I think I was 9 or 10 when I did my first recognized show with them. So it was pretty pretty funny. I would be there warming up for, you know, New Jersey. The training level classes have tons and tons of people, and I'd be in there, little girl with my little pony. So it was definitely a good experience. But yeah. I got started with it and started to get used to it pretty early. I definitely know the feeling. I was in a similar boat, and it's always a very, especially then, you know, there really, you know, 10 years ago, there really weren't as many young riders in the, uh, oh, yeah. at the shows as there are now. Yeah, definitely so not. A little fish in a big pond. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So can you tell us about the horses that you have now and um, perhaps the level or levels that you're competing at? Okay, um, well, I actually only have one. I just have my horse, Nelson, um, who I'm doing the Young Rider program with. And this is my starting my fourth year with him. And when he we got him, he was doing fourth level pre-St. George. But he had actually only gone to one show ever um, when we first got him, and that was to get a score under him for, you know, to show 
the people who were looking at him that, you know, he was approved at that level or whatever. So we kind of took a chance since he hadn't really been out in condition to going to shows, but um, that's what we are currently doing now. So. And what's his breeding and how old is he? Um, he is 15 years old and he's a KWPN. Oh, great. Love those Dutch horses. I have one myself, so I'm, I'm all for the Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they're very good. Very yeah. good. So then what are your goals with him as of right now? Of course, you, as I mentioned, are at the top of the USEF uh, national ranking. So do you plan on um, attending Gladstone and also the um, North American Young Rider Championship? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm finished with qualifiers for the year. So my next show with him will be NAJYRC down in Kentucky. And then I planned on going to Gladstone as well. And then as far as plans after that, I was toying with the idea of um, the World Cup, you know, just to see uh-huh. what we could do. So I think we have a couple of CDIs planned after Gladstone ends. Oh, that's super exciting. That's that's such an amazing venue that they have over there. So have you done your freestyle in any CDIs at, at this point to get any scores? Um, no. No, actually, I was supposed to go. There was a recent CDI in Allentown, New Jersey, at the Horse Park. Um, I wasn't able to go, though. Last minute, I got into a Kira Kirkland clinic. So I felt that since there were so many other CDIs that I could try for, that, you know, riding with Kira was kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I took that up and... Um, haven't gotten a freestyle score towards the World Cup because of that, since it's only CDI scores, but right. I'm planning on doing that You still later. have time. Yeah, you still have the time. Yeah, exactly. Now, now how is the Cura Clinic? That's a whole other subject, but definitely an interesting one. Um, the Cura Clinic was awesome. She really was able to communicate well with the horses and riders. She had amazing metaphors and just explained everything so clearly. And all of the riders and horses really benefited. There was a huge difference from, it was a three-day clinic, which was really nice, um, that she got that extra day to kind of feel out the horse and rider and then really start her program. And I really enjoyed it. Probably maybe one of my favorite clinicians to this date. And I think everyone else enjoyed it as well. Yeah, uh, she's she's definitely uh, one to look up towards, and I've heard that as well. That her training techniques is just you know so unique, and um, the the fact that you brought up that metaphor is something I've you know, read in her books. She definitely has you know incredible use of metaphors, and it's definitely helpful um, in in training to hear those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And when she presented the metaphors, it was kind of like, okay, I can see exactly how that applies. And I, you know, with my experience with clinicians, sometimes they'll tell you something and you're like, well, I don't really understand, but I'll do it anyway. So it was really neat to have her put it in a different context, uh, sometimes completely unrelated to horses and really see how it could apply. Yeah, yeah. Well, then this leads very nicely into my next question, which is who is your equestrian idol and why? I would have to say that my equestrian idol is probably my trainer, uh, Scott Hassler, just because not only what he's done for me and my horse in the past year and how much we've improved, but also what he's doing for the young riders themselves. 
um, the new facility that they're currently building is really going to focus on the young riders and helping to develop them and encourage the growth. Um, they're going to have a whole education system set up. So I think that's really great that they're putting so much effort into um, encouraging the use of dressage. Yeah, and, and not only is he working with young riders, but also how well he's done with the Young Horse program as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That program is really cool. I got a chance at the last qualifier, actually, it was a selection trial for the young horses, um, to see him working with the young horses and kind of see them trying to qualify for not only the championships in the U.S., but try and qualify for the European championships. So that was pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, what is one piece of advice that you would give to other young riders pursuing the sport of dressage? Now, I know this is, you know, a pretty open-ended question, but I I can imagine with your experience that you've got a good answer in there. Um, You know what? I would have to say that I know some people are offered um, more opportunities than others, and I would really have if you work hard, I think that you'll be able to reach your goals because I know that I wasn't given some of the opportunities that many other young riders were, and I think I'm doing okay. So <laughs> as, at times I know it seems super frustrating because I've been there too, but really I just think if you keep working hard, you can meet your goals. Super. Well, that is a great piece of advice. Thank you for sharing that. Now, we can step away from dressage because I know that you're not just a dressage robot over there. Uh, (laughs) And it'd be fun to know what is your favorite type of music, perhaps, you know, your favorite artist, um, your most played list on your iPod. Um, Honestly, I listen to everything from country to what's on the radio to rap to reggae. So I don't really, I just leave my iPod on shuffle and, Whatever comes on, I like, but I'm pretty, pretty, have a wide range of genres that I like to listen to. (laughs) And do you happen to tie any of those genres into the freestyle that you're writing? Um, Actually, it's funny that you say that. I just got some new freestyle music today. Um, I had previously done it to the Disney soundtrack. It was an older Disney Broadway movie, Mm -hmm. and um, my freestyle artist and I decided that Maybe if I was going to be writing it for all these CDIs and stuff, I've had the same music just revamped since uh, juniors. Yes. So she gave me some new ones. It's not, I kind of leave the music portion to her because, like I said, I'm not really too picky with genres and I just want something that'll go best with him. Yeah, sure. Um, how about interests outside of horses? And, and you're also in college at the moment, and, and, and um, I can imagine that you're, you're busy there. You're attending the University of Delaware, is that right? Yes, that's correct. And do you participate in any sports or clubs at school? Um, I'm actually a member of the Alpha C fraternity there. Oh, great. So, I, yeah, I rushed um, this uh, spring semester. And I'm just loving it, and it's really been a good way to meet other people because I come from a small town, um, and that's such a huge school that it was really nice to kind of get a smaller group of people that had the same interests as me, and I just it really changed my school experience drastically. Mm. And while you're in school, what are you studying? 
Um, right now, I'm a communications interest major. Uh, at University of Delaware, you have to get into the actual communications major itself. So you have to take four courses. So I won't know until the end of sophomore year whether I got into it or not. They take the top 100 students. Wow. So right now, yeah, it's pretty intense. Right now, it looks like I'll be okay to get into the major. I'm doing pretty well, but um, I'll just have to wait and see. Hmm. And as far as career plans, are horses in the picture, or communications, or both? Um, you know, I would like, I would really like to say both. Um, I'm not sure what I would do. Obviously, my dream job is to work for a magazine, you know, a fashion magazine, or be one of the interviewers on Extra or something like that. But I also would you know, love to go to the Olympics. I mean, who wouldn't? So it's kind of a hard thing to decide which one I want more. I guess I'll just see, you know, where life takes me. Yeah. Well, Jill, it was great having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Well, that was a great uh, conversation there, Mary. You know, you're becoming quite the professional at this interviewing. Well, like you said, practice makes perfect, and I'm definitely feeling more and more comfortable with each interview that I do, and it's, it's really a blast to do it as well. You're doing a great job and really having some wonderful, wonderful guests, and I look forward to meeting Jill when she comes down for the North America Junior Young Rider Championships, which take place at the end of August, isn't it, in the Horse Park in Kentucky Horse Park? It's, it's actually the first week of August, oh, the, the okay. last week of July and the first week of August. I should remember that because <laughs> it's closer to my birthday. So, uh, I, you know, it usually runs over my birthday, so I should have remembered that. Um, so, yeah, busy summer here in the Kentucky Horse Park when I look forward to meeting Jill and meeting you, of course. Now that yeah. I know you're coming. <laughs> we'll have to celebrate your birthday, the three of us. It'll be you great. You bet. You bet. You're, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a short break here to, to hear from Glenn. And when we come back, uh, Mary's going to share with you her tip of the week. Glenn the Geek here, and we get many emails every week from people who really like the shows, and they ask how they can help support the Horse Radio Network. Well, you already do that by listening to the shows and by buying from all of our fantastic sponsors. And now you can add to that by supporting us directly and very easily. The next time you need something from Amazon, just go to any of our websites and click on the Amazon banner in the middle of the page. Then go on and buy your Amazon items. It won't cost you a penny more, just an extra click. But Amazon gives us a little bit back just because you clicked on the banner. Tell your family and friends to do the same thing. Every little bit helps us to keep giving you the quality equestrian programming that you have come to love. Thanks for listening. Well, Mary, you've got a great idea for a tip this week because um, I know... A uh, little bird told me that you were winning prizes in this department. So <laughs> go ahead and share with our listeners what uh, what you had in mind for this week's tip. Okay. Well, the tip of the week from me is what to wear and how to prepare for the CDI jog. Now, many people become frazzled when they're faced with the jog before a CDI competition. And the main purpose of the jog is to verify the horse's FEI passport and to be sure that the horse is sound. And it can be stressful for some, but I find the preparation and the putting together of a jog outfit to be a lot of fun. 
Um, so it's something that I've enjoyed doing the last few CDIs that I've um, competed in over the last two years. Um, <clears throat> so I think probably the most important part to having a successful jog is to have the appropriate footwear. Um, of course, sneakers are easy to run in and sometimes, well, I think, this is my personal opinion, that sometimes they make for a bulky and unfashionable look for your jog outfit. So for women, I find that well-fitted flats are a great choice and look good with any outfit. And for men, a sporty sneaker or perhaps well-broken in dress shoes work well. Um, <clears throat> ultimately, of course, the shoe you wear is the most important part to your jog outfit so that you can run well and be comfortable while doing so. Um, I know I have a pair of flats that look very nice with my outfit and are pretty easy to run in, but I have ended my jog and it only lasts a few minutes with some bloodied blisters. So that's one thing you, you probably should avoid doing, but uh, what can I say? Sometimes fashion comes first for me. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, then moving on for pants, anything other than jeans, um, that are well fitted and that will not compromise your running will do. And a fun shirt and a shirt that I think that expresses your personalities is always a nice touch so long as you keep it professional and appropriate. And finally, um, the turnout of your horse is just, a, uh, is just as important as the outfit that you chose to wear. And your horse should always be well-groomed, braided, and dressed in a clean snaffle bridle. And also, you know, it's, it's important to wear gloves so that you can keep a good grip on the reins. And I, I think, that, like, I, again, this is my personal opinion, that white gloves always add for a nice um, touch to your outfit. And one final tip um, is that you should always practice running your horse before the actual jog can, uh, happens, just so that your horse is ready to show off his best and most obedient trot. Well, that's a great tip, but I have a question for you. You said pants, or, you know, as what, as we call, as Brits call trousers, Mary, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, for the girls. Yeah. Um, you know, the boys some have been known to wear kilts. You know that. You didn't account for that, did you? Kilts? Well, I'm thinking of um, eventing and the Rolex and other three-day events huh. where a Scotsman by the name of Ian Stark, or Scotty as we know him, um, he would wear a kilt for a jog. Wow. And okay, so he that's, looked pretty that's... dashing, yes. Pretty yeah, he was definitely making a fashion statement with that. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, it's an interesting uh, um contrast and, and comparison between eventing jog and the dressage jog mm. because you know the people like will fordry the eventer who will don his his 10 gallon hat uh, <laughs> for the jog and he looks absolutely dapper you always know will's jogging from oh above, you know gosh. his head above the crowds because uh, he always wears this wonderful hat but just going back to the pants or trousers Sure. You would recommend girls wear that? I mean, because sometimes there is this theory, and I don't know if it's just a theory or if there's something behind this, but with the male members of the ground jury can can be distracted by girls wearing short skirts when they're jogging. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely seen a um, number <laughs> of people wearing skirts. Um, and I don't know, I just think it's more comfortable to run in, in pants and more professional looking. But of course, a skirt is nice as long as you um, have it at the right length and you're able to run in it. This is true. That's very true. It's all about comfort and being practical, isn't it? Yes, it is. And then you just add a little flair and you're good to go. Well, and, you, and, and if you take Mary's advice, you too can win the best turnout for the jogging. Congratulations on winning that, Mary. At, oh, at thanks. Valentine. 
Yeah, it was a fun little extra. And uh, if you want to see pictures of those, I think you can go onto your website or, or sorry, onto uh, is it on your website or on Facebook that you it's have pictures? It's on Facebook. It's okay. on Facebook, and I've also tw uh, tweeted about it, or I did a few weeks ago when I when I took home the award. And um, you can follow me on Twitter. Actually, um, my Twitter account name is Mary Dressage. One word. That's easy enough to remember. Well, why don't you remind everyone um, how they can contact us here at the show, Mary? Sure. You can find our show notes on the website at www.dressageradio.com. You can visit our fan page on Facebook as well and follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio, one word, and Chris E. Stafford, one word. And also you can contact Chris at Chris at horseradionetwork.com and of course if you like to pick up the phone the number is 270-803-0025 terrific thank you and as, as mary said don't forget to follow her on twitter too we follow each other you know i'm often retweeting you yeah, I noticed that, and I do the same for you. It's, it's, great. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it certainly is. And uh, do you remember Isabel Liebler, of course, was one of your first guests in the Young Rider show segment here on the show a few weeks ago and is now in Germany with her ponies. We set her up on Twitter. You know, she did get established on Twitter. Yeah, she uh, did. So we need to uh, remind her to keep her tweets up to date now. I know she's doing a blog as well from <laughs> Germany. So um, yeah. Yeah, maybe between us now we we uh, we should just uh, nudge her elbow and uh, remind her to keep tweeting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's it's so great to follow. It's so easy and um, interesting to do. And it's and it's immediate. I think it's all about immediate gratification, isn't it? Yes, Mary? definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that just about wraps it up this week. I'm gonna. I want to thank our sponsors, of course, uh, for supporting us, and also our crew, Glenn the Geek and Brian, who keep these shows going every week. And I want to also uh, invite you all to uh, send in your questions if you would like to be a guest on the show. You can send your questions over to me here at Chris at HorseRadioNetwork.com, and and I will invite you onto the show to discuss your question with our co-host that week. So if you have any questions at all, and I know you do, you send me your questions, but think about whether you'd like to come on the show to ask the co-host the question directly yourself, and you'd be very welcome to do that. All I need from you is a landline number. Send me your questions in advance, and if you have them for any particular co-host, I'll make sure that we schedule it for that particular show. So there's an invitation for you. I know you listen from all over the world, and we love that. All I need is a landline number for, for you. And I also want to point out that if you're coming to Kentucky during the summer or through the World Equestrian Games to visit the Gift of the Desert that's taking place in the International Museum of the Horse at the Kentucky Horse Park, it is a splendid, splendid celebration of the Arabian role of the Arabian horse in our history uh, through the ages. It is absolutely stunning, Mary, and I hope you all uh, make your way over there when you come over to uh, Kentucky later this year. Yeah, there certainly are not enough horse museums, but it sounds that there's plenty down there in Lexington, Kentucky. So I'll be sure to check them out when I'm in the area. That's right. And they've just opened the new wing to the uh, the museum as well. But this Gift of the Desert exhibition, which is in the downstairs area of the International Museum, is, is just stunning. It is, and it's very educational as well. So I encourage you all to take a look at that. There is art and artifacts from... I think, 30 uh, museums and collectors around the world. It's absolutely stunning. It's been uh, funded by the Saudi Arabian Equestrian Federation, so uh, it, is, it is splendid in every sense of the word. 
Well, thanks so much, Mary, for joining us again this week. I hope you'll come back in a couple of weeks' time with another young rider. I will be back here at the same time, same place next week. So until then... Thanks for listening, everyone, and be sure to practice safe riding by always wearing your helmet.